my my iOS 12 is crashing on me. For it just randomly decided it was going to crash while it's sitting here on my desk. Oh, don't say that. I want to get on the public beta. <laughs> yeah, that should be coming really soon because it's been very stable. I mean, this is the third. I would say this is the third um, third crash I've had of you know the home screen so far, and. Mm-hmm. Twice it was uh, they were crashes in Tweetbot, and this time it was just sitting there and did this for no reason. And now it's just got a little spinner that's going. It's been going for a little bit of a concerning amount of time, but I guess we'll see. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll have an iPhone again. Yeah, there's some apps. To- yeah, I just checked the website, and the 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 page still talks about iOS 11. So I guess that will get changed when they actually release the public beta. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it. If we don't see it next week, I, I think we'll probably see it by the week after. I would think. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, um, I you know, I, TweetBot has been a little weird in its layout. I think they do all kinds of super custom stuff with their, with their lay, layout mm. of their app because there's all kinds of craziness uh, and glitchy things going on with that app. And, oh, there we go. It's back. <laughs> Hello, iPhone. Um, yeah, it's but overall, it's been super stable. I've been, you know, I've been. I did it in San Jose, which is crazy, but I did it because I wanted memojis. Oh yeah, of course. I haven't shown you my memoji. I'll have to, I'll I'll send it to you in the Slack. You you can use this. All this this is good stuff right here. Or my saying. In, in oh, the absolutely. Slack. This yeah. is Skype, not Slack. I mean, th- this is this um, is what we call podcast. Th- this gold. is the one. Mo- <laughs> Absolutely, but the the moment when they released the memojis or, or announced them, that was the one moment since I got my iPhone eight plus that I thought oh, I really should have waited for the iPhone ten. Yeah. Like I this this is the fu- like I didn't really care too much about the uh, animoji. Like they they looked cool, but that really didn't bother me too. Yeah, much. they didn't really stick. But, but seeing the memoji, I was like. I really just should have waited for the iPhone 10. I mean, it's only a few months away now, so it's not a problem. But yeah, they're kind of, you know, that was the first moment the entire year that I thought I really do regret getting this eight plus. It's pretty fun. I um, let me just see if I can do this really quick. Yeah, it, they're pretty fun. I think I, I can't say that I've used them a lot yet to you know to send to people. But then again, most of the people, a lot of people aren't on it yet either. So it's it's a little hard to know whether they'll they'll catch on or not. So. I'm going to find you in here. This part you can cut out. I can't talk and compute at the same time. Um, but, but, but yeah, you know what it was? It was one of these things where did that, did you just hear that beep? Oh, no. Um, it was really loud in my headphones. It's one of those things where I normally would not have, um, I would normally not have downloaded the beta to my phone because I like to have my phone work. I would have done it to the iPad, but the iPad didn't have that, so I don't know. I decided I might as well just go f- mm. go for it with the uh, with the iPad. I mean the iPhone. I just got your me that. It's it's not it's not perfect. It's not as good as some. No, I think it's pretty it's good. Not as good as some I've seen, but it's uh, I, I think mm. it's, it's 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 all right. Uh, I, I still haven't tried. I want to try the FaceTime with the 32 people. Yeah, that sounds like it might be fun. Yeah, yeah. Definitely want to try that at some point and just get an enormous crowd of people. Of course, all with Memojis to make it to oh, make course. it even more interesting. 
So that, that's one thing that would be kind of cool. Um, I scootered in San Jose. Oh, I mean, we wouldn't be a podcast talking about WWDC if we didn't also talk about scooters. Yeah, well, see, I haven't had a chance to talk about the scooters anywhere, so I thought maybe I would bore people with the 100th story about scooters. And I'll keep it short, but it all started on, I think it was Sunday afternoon, maybe, or Saturday afternoon. One of the first days, there, were some pe- there weren't very many people in town, but a lot of people come over from like the UK and Europe, you know, early on Friday and Saturday. So there were some, there sure. were some people around, and we were all hanging around this coffee shop. And someone spotted the scooters and decided to go rent one and bring it over. And then we took turns illegally riding it up and down the sidewalk because that's what you do. They don't feel safe to ride on the street. They only feel safe to ride on the sidewalks. But you're not supposed to do that. Um, and it's I went one day. I went for about a two mile ride. It cost about four dollars. Wasn't going anywhere in particular other than you know to have the the wind blowing through my my fuzz of hair as I, as I tooled along. I wondered where you were going with that. As, as I tooled along the sidewalks of San Jose with uh, Mike Hurley and Stephen Hackett. It was, we had a good time, but I don't know what possessed us to do it other than I think we were just kind of, it was towards the end and we were a little bit bored. Yeah. I, I definitely saw somebody's uh, live stream on Instagram. Um, and I, I think, I think it was maybe Tiffany. Yeah. Arnold. That's um, where we were trying them. And, and I, and I was watching. I was like, "These look really dangerous." Yeah, they do. And you know what? The thing is, is when you first start, when you first do it, and you watch somebody do it, like the first person I saw use one was Marco, and she was filming him, right? And he looked like he was completely out of control, and it moves really fast. And so I had, I was very nervous about trying it the first time. But it's really not that bad and not that hard to to ride them. They're very stable, and uh, but but it's. Yeah, they're 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 weird. They're kind of clunky. They're they got these rubber handles that are really you know you realize that like mass amounts of humanity have been gripping these things and it's kind of disgusting. But they are oh, no. <laughs> they are a handy way to get around <laughs> because it, it it's good for that distance. It would be just a little too far to walk or take too long to walk. Like if it's over a mile or something like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But anyway, it was fun. You know, we all so that was Marco rented that one. I don't think I was in that video, but I tried it, and Mike and a bunch of other people, and uh, and then I didn't really do anything with them until towards the end of the week when I finally went out for a little cruise. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. That but, that was um, different. I mean, we don't have those here in Chicago. I mean, I, I assume that's because we have winter, unlike California. Yeah, and we have laws that actually get followed in the uk so we don't have them anywhere oh, yes <laughs> yeah i think that there would be a, it would be very funny to see someone riding a scooter down the sidewalk in the uk although i think mike told me that they might be coming to london i forget i think he said something about that yeah there's definitely some talk of it um but i a lot of the local council i mean all of the local councils are a lot more strict about weird stuff like oh, okay. that you know the, the you know we don't quite get the Silicon Valley startup just ignores every rule that's ever been written and just does whatever the hell they want until they get told not to. Right. Um, you know, it, a lot of the time they will follow the rules a bit better. Yeah, I, I think what's happened here in part is that there really aren't any rules for this kind of thing. And so what happens is the companies do it until everybody gets upset. And then they, as soon as a city tells them not to do it, they yank them all off the streets and then try to get legislation to make it all work out fine. Uh, that seems like it's been the pattern in a couple of places in the U.S. I mean, th- literally the day 
before I arrived in Austin in May. They had been pulled off the streets of Austin, and there wasn't a single one anywhere. It was amazing how fast they disappeared. Uh, and, wow. and then while we were in San Jose, they were banned in San Francisco, where I think the problem was much worse just in terms of, you know, it was a more congested st- city to start with. So these things littering, because people just like, I don't know, they just park them anywhere. You know what I mean? There's not, it's not like those, those yeah. bicycles they have in a lot of cities where a lot of times, it's not true in all cities, but in a lot of cities, there are receptacles for them of some kind, some parking area. Mm-hmm. And they don't have those for these scooters. People will just drive them up to whatever entrance they're going in and then leave them there. Like at the convention center for WWC, if you walked up to the convention center, there are dozens of them everywhere. Yeah, I bet. This, I mean, it really has been the, the hot topic of WWDC. Like, forget anything <laughs> else know. that Apple are doing. Yeah. This is what everybody's talking about is the scooters. I, I feel like I'm missing it's out. Kind of a, like, it's I, a I, clever thing, the way they work, because, you know, there's an app, and you scan a, you scan a QR code to check it out, and, you know, setting up the process. It's all paid with Apple Pay, and setting up the process, you have to scan your driver's license, which I wasn't super comfortable about, but I did it anyway. Um but then it just charges you through Apple Pay based on, I think, distance you go. I'm not sure if it's distance or time. I think it's distance. Uh, but it, you know, it's pretty reasonable amount. Um, pretty, pretty reasonable amount of money, and you can get pretty far on them. And and they have an even more clever way that they're charged up at night is that they they pay or give people credit to collect the scooters, charge them up, and then they tell them where to drop them off the next morning. So they get distribu- redistributed every night across the city so that they're available in all parts, all areas of, of a city. Huh. That's so strange. Yeah, it's weird. But, it's, you know, it's not I mean, a thing here. Who knows whether they're actually going to be there next year or not. I, I, my, my bet is no. Um, I, I'm betting either they've been... Or by next year, I guess they'll be, they will have been banned... And then there'll be new legislation, and then they'll be back again, right. potentially by next WWDC. Yeah, that was kind of our our view of it. Was like, well, we better try these now because they're probably not going to be around, and if they are, they may not be as fun because they'll be regulated. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't. I don't think we really need to go into the minutia of everything or anything really that Apple announced. I think it was it was an interesting announcement. Um, you know, I think there's a lot. A lot of podcasts that have covered it in depth, but I mean, I thought it was fine. I was pretty happy with what we saw, certainly on iOS at yeah. least. Um, you know, notifications is the big one that I'm excited about because right now notifications are kind of a mess. Um, and Memoji, obviously, which we've already mentioned. Um, and then, you know, there was a few weird bits. There was a lot of shouting about stocks, um, which I'm not sure anybody was asking for, but here we are. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of that had to do with the... Uh, project sneak peek and bringing everything over to the mac so that's why i think they talked about things like stocks and news and voice memos and all that and I, i'm excited for that i think it's uh i'm hoping that it'll revitalize the mac because the mac needs some help at this point um oh yeah definitely. You know, and i like dark mode i think dark mode is really cool i'm running i'm mm. running i'm running mojave on uh, my Mac Mini, on my <laughs> Mac Mini, so I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Mojave. It's going to be my it's my word of choice. Um, sure. Uh, but Mojave is available in beta and seems pretty stable. Although I can't say that I've used it a lot yet. Uh, but it's an on a spare computer. I would never put that on my main one. And mm-hmm. I have iOS 12 on my phone, as I said, because I like the Mimoji. 
Um, the shortcuts, there's not a lot you can do with that yet, so I haven't played around with it all that much, but the notifications are nice. Just the simple fact that they stack up uh, gets rid of an awful lot of clutter and lets you clean out things in groups, which I like. And I've started checking out screen time a little bit. Last night, I, I ran, I set a, yesterday I set a limit on Twitter, and I hit my, my limit yesterday evening, and it was very sad. Yeah, I saw you going back and forth with CGP Grey about that. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was like, oh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> but you can you can still do what I did, which was you can you can lob things into Twitter over the wall using an extension. You just can't open Twitter. Sure. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, it's an interesting concept, and I think it will it will help a certain subset of people that maybe just need that little nudge to say you've spent more too much time on this or that. Um, you know, of course the implication from, from parents managing children's devices is obviously really big. Yeah. Um, I've already threat. I've you know, read- I'll be interested to see, cause to be honest, I've obviously, you know that I generally don't really use iOS that much. You know, I use it for, or I use it for a few very specific right. things. So I'll be interested to see what screen time actually shows me in terms of how much I'm actually using my yeah, phone. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I've already threatened my one of my kids, by the way, with that, with screen time and, and setting limits just because that's what you do. Um, but yes, I, I it's just interesting to see and see what the you know times of day are. It, there weren't a lot of surprises. I mean, it's pretty clear that I wake up in the morning and I check twitter and i check a few other things before i get my day started and then i maybe you know dip back in midday and again in the evening it's it's wasn't super informative but uh what was maybe a little more surprising is once you once you add up all of those five minutes and ten minutes here and there it gets to be a fair amount of your day before long so that part is at least i think going to be instructive for a lot of people yeah definitely um, but yeah, I mean, those are the things I'm, I'm, I was excited about through WWDC. Um, I mean, if, if anything, I think I was a bit more enthused about E3. Um, although certainly not the first couple of days, which were just a lot of shooty games. Yeah, it was a weird, it was kind of a weird E3. I, there's a lot of nice things there to see, but there were also, there was a lot that, at least when it came to some of the stuff I cared about, a lot of things that I already seen somewhere else. So it wasn't anything no no big surprises i guess in a lot of ways although the super smash looked pretty cool yeah i mean that that definitely yeah i i've never played a smash brothers game so i, I don't yeah me either i don't know how excited i'm supposed to be um but you know but it certainly looks interesting although they could have done without 25 minutes of that um well that's yeah it's interesting i mean i'm not surprised that we saw a lot of super smash but i think I think that that really is, given that everything, that was the thing we had seen the least of heading into E3, that's why they focused on it. Because what are they going to do, show more, you know, gameplay for tennis, Mario Tennis or something like that? I mean, there's, there's, there wasn't a lot there, though. I think Hollow Knight looks really good. That's already out. I want to try it, but I just haven't had time. Um, I'm trying to think what else. The The Nintendo one, to me, was, if you weren't, a, if you're not a Smash, Super Smash Brothers fan, is a little underwhelming, but also I don't think it was like totally unexpected either. So um, I, it looks like there's going to be a decent number of good games coming, but there are a few things that are slipping into 2019 that that originally were supposed to come this year, including I think the Yoshi game that looks kind of interesting to me. Yeah, they've confirmed that that slipped to 2019, which is you know it's a shame, but 
it doesn't really matter. Like, we've got Pokemon coming this year. There's Smash Brothers. We've got Tennis is out in two... Mario Tennis is out in two days. And then uh, Toad Treasure Tracker is out in a month. Um, and, and with Nintendo's E3 presentation, like... I don't think it really matters because they will just dump directs whenever they want. You know, it we'll probably get a direct in a month or, you know, six weeks or something that will it will be focused on a bunch of other games that are coming. Um, you know, I, I don't think what we saw is everything that's gonna be coming for the Switch in the next six months. Yeah, no, I think that's true. That's that's very true. They they handle these things a lot differently than some of the other companies that are at E three. Uh you know, Spider Man, of course, continues to look really cool. Uh Oh yeah, I'm very very excited about that. I've I actually have two different pre-orders right now um of two different collectors editions cuz I don't know which one I want. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that there were multiple ones. I knew there was the one with the statue, the figurine that you were looking at originally, right? Yeah, so there's the one with the statue which is I've already pre-ordered and then the other day the um there's a an Europe only special edition that just comes with a steelbook. Oh, okay. Um and a bunch of different stuff which is obviously cheaper than the statue one. Um, and I haven't decided if I want the statue or not, so I'm, I've just got both pre-orders sat there right now, waiting to find out what the statue is, which they said they were going to announce in the summer. So I guess within the next sort of six, eight weeks. Yeah, they're going to have to because the game comes out in September, right? Right, exactly. So, but who knows? Maybe I'll end up with two of them. I'll just have to return one. But that's all. That's yeah. fine. What else did you see that, that um, you oh, done? Super Mario Party. Um, we to- <laughs> totally skipped over that. Over. For the for the oh, switch, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, again, it's not something I've I've, I've played a little bit of Mario Party, um, but um, you know, they, they, there's a a little bit of an online element to it where you can play against people in in certain modes. Um, that looks kind of interesting. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of shooty games that I just don't really care about. They all kind of look the same. They're all like hyper realistic. And... Yeah, the, the Last of Us Two I think is interesting. It's not totally my kind of game, although the first one I played a little bit of. And uh, what is it? Fallout seventy six again looks kind of interesting. These those games will undoubtedly find their way into my house, but I don't know if I'll play them or not. I mean, I I feel like I'm backlogged on Switch stuff as it is, and. You know, oh, yeah. I don't feel like I am gonna dive into something on on the PlayStation anytime soon. But I don't know. Maybe I will at some point. You know, especially this fall, I think I'll start thinking about picking up one of those games. Maybe. Yeah, I did. They did have in there. Uh, what did Nintendo call it? The Treehouse sort of sessions afterwards, right? And they showed a lot of gameplay uh, right? over the next few days. Yeah, and I watched like they had like half an hour, I think, of uh, Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, gameplay they showed kind of a bit of everything they showed walking around they showed two player um, they showed gym battles that kind of stuff and um, I'm definitely even more sold on it than I was before oh, good um, you know I, I was tentatively excited but I hadn't really seen any gameplay because the trailer didn't reveal anything right. um, you know but watching the treehouse for 20 minutes or so it was it definitely looks like exactly what what I certainly want from a Pokemon game which is I haven't played one for 20 years. Just give me something easy to ease me back in. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. And I think it's a good, a, a good approach. And I think, it, but I think it also helps a lot that they said that there'll be something else coming, you know, in another, some in 2019, right? Something a little more traditional. Uh, yeah. I think they said it's, it will be around, you know, it'd be November, 2019, I guess, um, towards the end of the year. But yeah, I think you're right. If there hadn't been that, there'd be a lot more uproar about it, but 
you know, for me personally, I'm very, very excited about this game. Um, and I've got my pre-order in for the Pokeball controller. Yes. You know, I, I think they're selling them as a bundle now. I think I saw online either yesterday or today. You might want to... Uh, yeah, I, I switched my pre-order to the bundle okay. uh, to, to save save a little bit of money. Right, right, yeah. Originally, <laughs> it was being reported that Pokeball was going to be $100, but I think it's only 50 Because uh, 100 seemed like an awful lot to me. Yeah, I think I think retail in the UK is is forty five pounds. So you know that's, I guess, taking into account tax and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's as you say about fifty dollars or something like that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I do think it's good that they announced the twenty nineteen game because I really do feel like if that hadn't been announced, then there the whole the whole storyline would have been about the dumbing down of Pokemon, basically, right? That it, that Go was now the thing, and that traditional. Uh, RPG Pokemon games were done, uh, and now at least you know that this preempts all that kind of conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think I think we're ignoring what was certainly not for me or you, but the biggest launch was uh, Fortnite on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, we downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. I was going to, but then I didn't. I don't know why I haven't. Um, it's you know, there's a lot of controversy, obviously, because you can't cross play with with Sony. Um, but if you do play on a PC, I know you can, or a Mac, you can transfer over your account to the switch. Cause my son did that. Uh, so he got, had all of his skins and everything that were available on the switch. Uh, but, but if you started on, on the PlayStation, you're kind of out of luck, which I think is really crummy of Sony to do. Yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. Um, I mean, I, I played a couple of games, I think maybe three, um, and I think I said to you on Twitter, like this is just the Snapchat of video games. I was, <laughs> yeah. The, I, I I turned it on. The menus were confusing. Like I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't work out any of the controls because there there didn't appear to be any kind of menu to tell me what the controls were. Yeah, you just have um, to do it. I know it's it it is a little hard. That's even my son, who's like nineteen, said he thought it was super confusing because there so many, you need to use so many different buttons to do anything. Oh, I'm so glad somebody else said it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was giving you a hard time on Twitter, but I knew what you were saying because I knew that it, uh, I knew at the time that yeah, it's it is a little confusing, and I haven't dove into it, but I don't know. I need to just sit down and play it a little bit just to see what it's like because if I'm going to play it somewhere, it's going to be on the Switch. I think I don't want to play on a PC or my Mac, um, and the Switch is just something I can pick up and play a little bit here or there. I just I don't like. M- multiplayer online games that much because i just not i just don't play games enough to be any good and i just you know get backed into a corner and shot constantly oh yeah i mean that that's the problem for me like as much as i'm kind of joking that i you know and i was confused by the game at least for the first game but um but yeah as you say if it's an online game like this especially a shooting game um you just as you said unless you're playing all the time you're never going to be good enough to, you know, even get close to right. winning. Um, I think maybe it's a little bit different if you take something like I don't know a racing game. That's fairly simple. Mm-hmm. Like any racing game is fairly simple. It's accelerate and you drive around a track. Like anybody can kind of pick that up, and you know, generally some people are a little bit better at it, but it doesn't really matter. Right. Whereas I think something like this, you really need to put in probably twenty, thirty, maybe even fifty hours before you're going to be even remotely good enough to come close to first yeah, it's amazing how big it is though because you know they did you see that they did, just did this big competition in a football stadium in california during e3 
that was a Fortnite thing. Wow. Yeah, and it was it was huge. And then they I think they're planning on doing some sort of event next year where the prize money is a hundred million dollars. I mean, it's a big time money stuff going on. Oh yeah, I mean the the, the esports in general, whether it's Fortnite or Rocket League or you know Call of Duty, what any of these games, like it, it's it's so so popular. For me, it kind of falls into the same category as most traditional sports in that it doesn't really interest me watching them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just incredible that, as you say, they're using football stadiums because they need that much space for this many people. Yeah, and then then today, just just today, I think there was a report out that uh, Fortnite has made some insane amount of money on on iOS. And I'm trying to find the actual article that says how much it is but i was it was they made like a uh, what is it let's say they made a hundred million dollars in the first 90 days okay wow yeah that's pretty that's pretty amazing that's almost a million dollars a day um you can see i can do math but yeah i think they got like two million downloads in the first couple of days on the yeah, switch they did they're, they're um, they must be shattering all sorts of records i mean there are other games that have been big like pokemon go and other things but uh but $100 million in 90 days is insane for a game that is free, right? I mean, that's the thing, is that this is not, this oh, is yeah. not paid up front or anything. This is people buying the, the skins and other in-game stuff that you can get in Fortnite, which I'm going to just call it stuff because I haven't played and don't really know exactly what it is. Yeah, I think that was the thing that struck me. It's like I knew that this was like a free-to-play game, and the way they make money was they sell you skins and cosmetic items of various different things um but i didn't feel like it was like in my face about buying this stuff when i was playing and i'm like this is the biggest game in the world and it's not even trying to like force me to buy anything um i don't know whether i maybe if i'd played for longer it would have done but it certainly didn't feel like that yeah hmm yeah it it, it's interesting that people obviously love the skins and they're not any it really is just cosmetic from what i understand now this stuff really gives you a particular it gives you any advantage in the game really well, there we go. <laughs> what what do we know? We're, we, we, now we know. now we sound like Team Old. Uh, so I think what <laughs> we need to do is end this podcast and go play some Fortnite and figure out those buttons. Well, I am going to uh, go and play some more Mario Rabbits. Which I oh, that's a good game. That's uh, a good game. Yeah, you should. Yeah. And did you did you get? The, is it a separate DLC? The Donkey Kong thing that they announced at E3 is that out yet? I don't even know. No, that comes out next week. That comes out on the twenty sixth. Yeah, that looks pretty good. I saw I saw the trailer for that. I thought that looked like it would be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, I'd definitely be buying that. All right. How much are they how much are they selling the uh, DLCs for? Do they have a price on it yet? Do you know? I haven't been able to find a price. Now the the season pass I think is twenty dollars, which gives you a couple of other bits that they've already released plus this oh, okay. one. Um so I guess if you wanted to buy it separately, I'm gonna just grab a number i'm guessing it's probably like ten dollars or something maybe 12 right. um but see don't take my word for that yeah well i'll have to check it out i haven't played that game since it first came out and it it is a lot of fun so i'll i may, may go back to that one this summer too cool all right well we'll uh i guess we'll be back in a couple of all weeks right. sounds good